This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, podcast where we get you all caught up on everything that is North Shore High School sports. I'm Michael Dwojak from the Friday Night Drive, and I'm here with the Record North Shore founding member, Joe Coughlin, as we are uh, into the final weeks of the winter seasons here for some of our sports. We actually are in the middle of postseason action for girls and boys bowling, uh, so uh, we are uh, into the postseason stretch here, final few weeks for both gymnastic, uh, gymnastics and wrestling and uh, boys and girls basketball. Also heading into the final stretch as we are close to uh, mid-February there as well. So we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about in this week's episode. We're going to do our usual four-quarter format in the first quarter. We are going to recap some more wrestling as uh, conference uh, tournaments took place this week. So uh, we'll talk about both Nutrier and Loyola and how they fared there. In the second quarter, we are joined by Nutrier Boys Basketball Head Coach. In the third quarter, we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game where we debate about crazy things and put curses on teams and then in the fourth quarter we preview some great basketball that's going to be happening here uh this upcoming weekend weekend um so we got a lot of good basketball content for you guys as well so just a quick reminder before we get started that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available make sure you like us write in this nice little review as well we always appreciate the positive and great thoughts make sure you spread the word as well as you are at these great uh, winter sporting events. We always appreciate um, the word of mouth as well. But why don't we get th- things started here with uh, wrestling here in the first quarter. And we'll start off with um, New Trier uh, competing in the CSL uh, conference tournament. Um, for wrestling, it is just one big tournament. So the North Division and the South Division are both combined in their competition. Deerfield finished first, uh, winning the whole conference tournament. But New Trier finished second, so I think technically that means they won the CSL South, but um, obviously shared the division for the regular season title with both GBS and Main South as well. But uh, Joe, to get you in here, I mean, we got um, a good performance for New Trier where um, it, see, it seems like New Trier is getting some good performances right when it matters the most as we are uh, almost a week away from regional action. Yeah, they are. Um, they seem to really be, I mean, I think they know who they are at this point. Um, they got uh, Jack Cummings did what he does. He's the senior leader there for them. Um, he, he got a first place finish. I think he's at, now I got to look just so I make sure uh, he's, I think he's at the 182 class. No, 195. See, good thing I checked. Um, so he, he finished with a, 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 a pin in the title match in a minute. So he had, he had a heck of a run. Um, there in the conference, um, Ty Stringer is up at 220. He got first place as well. He got a major decision, so he's moving to 19 and five on the season. Um, so he's really coming along at the right time for uh, the postseason, and hopefully moving on to state, which is uh, kind of the goal of these individual slash team sports is to get as many many names as you can on the bus to state. Um, and they had some other places too, some other good finishes um to finish second um overall behind Deerfield which is no uh no you know no need to be sad about that that's a very good program um it's a juggernaut um so if you want to count out all the points and they finish second but the top CSL South team um pretty cool so good stuff from Nutria and I think they're 
they know who they are, as I mentioned, going into the postseason, which is big. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing, just to see um, how good you are able to be, especially against, uh, against great competition. Um, I mean, loyal. I mean, uh, New Trier is uh, honorable mention ranked when it comes to the Illinois Wrestling Coaches and Officials Association. Um, a lot of teams are there with them, but um, I think New Trier has kind of showed us that they are a good team and have what it takes to get as many people as they can um, over to the state meet. Um, and for those two guys to do it at this uh, CSL conference meet, where um, now you got some time to rest up before you take play before you compete in that um, regional. Um, I think that Nutria is probably hitting the right notes at this point. Yeah, and I, I think they're getting contributions um, up and down their lineup. Throwing some other names, we know Matthew Boyer. We've talked about him. He had a good year. He lost to um, an undefeated stud from Deerfield uh, in the title match, so nothing to, nothing to uh, hang your head about. So he got second at 152. A freshman, Tag Miller, finished second to a, to a Deerfield kid who's 34-3, and three, so nothing, again, to hang your head about at 145. Um, I think we had another, uh, top four finish here. Let me, let me run it down for you. Well, Wilson, Wright, Who he's talked a lot about too. Um, in another tough division, he finished third and I believe they have another freshman in the low weights who got third. Yes. Walter Garrett, um, a freshman, he, he picked up a, a, t- a pin at one Oh six. So, uh, good, good. A lot of places, a lot of medalers um, for them. Um, they got their senior leaders, you know, Ty Stringer's a sophomore, um, and they got two freshmen up in there in the top five. So um, pretty big, pretty big performance, and, and they're ready to go. It's going to be exciting to see what they do and how many, how many kids they get, um, how they perform at sectional. Yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting to see what they're able to do and how they're able to compete. So a good way to end the regular season as we head into the postseason action here. Um, Let's move on over now and talk about Loyola Wrestling, who competed at the Chicago Catholic League uh, competition at the tournament, uh, at the conference tournament there, where the team finished uh, in fifth place. Um, first place finish and CCL champ goes out to Mason Odioti. Um, Mike Williams finished in second place in his uh, round. Uh, Quinn Herbert finished third place in his weight. Uh, both Danny Herbert and Joey Herbert both finished in fifth place in their respective weights. Um, and Hunter uh, Pehoski uh, finished sixth in his respective weight. And uh, Loyola coach uh, Matt Cullum uh, was selected for the CCL Lawless Coach of the Year. So um, a lot of good things for Loyola Wrestling at a very tough tournament where, I mean, you got a, a, a tournament where Mount Carmel's currently ranked number three um, in the state as a team um, when it comes to 3A wrestling. Um, you have a lot of great competition um, in that conference. Um, and for Loyola seemed to uh, show off well and obviously get that um, obviously as a team get fifth place, but get some individual top performances and get a coach of the year there as well. Yeah. The coach of the year is, um, I think very telling because that, that shows you, he's got the respect, uh, coach Colin love his, of his peers. Um, he, and he's, he's got that program on the rise, which is huge. And that's what you want to see. Um, I think Loyola's wrestling program obviously isn't as, known as, uh, for instance, it's football or basketball or even um, certain years, baseball or, or, you know, other things too, um, softball um, here and there. So um, I know they want to make an effort to get that wrestling program to where it can be. Guys like Mike Williams and Macy Odiati surely help 
um, do that. Um, but I think, you know, um, he's got some guys buying in here. Um, we're showing a lot of progress for the Ramblers. And I think that's what that coach of the year shows and good on coach Cullum and the Ramblers for, for starting to make a real impact uh, on the, uh, the, in the conference. And hopefully we just build from here. Yeah, I think it definitely is a good building block or I don't know. It's hard to say, um, you know, your conference tournament is a building block, especially since like you got, I mean, you're going to regionals at this point. Building block usually comes um, toward the beginning of the year. It's something you can jump off of and that kind of stuff. But it is a good transition moment where um, Loyola sees that it can compete against, I mean, Mount Carmel and the top teams there where you got a lot of great uh, wrestlers in the CCL. So um, I do think that it'll be really uh, interesting to see what these guys are doing. A lot of great individual guys who are able to compete, but I do think that Loyola's depth could potentially help them um, have a lot of guys compete at the sectional meet. And then who knows what's going to happen at the state meet um, down in Champaign. Yeah. And um, every, every program is different, right? You, you can't just say, um, you know, if Loyola uh, uh, football, you know, finished fifth in, in their conference, uh, we wouldn't be recognized. We wouldn't make headlines. They make headlines because they're champions. But we want to see improvement. You want to see improvement from any sport, any level. You know, you go to a small school that's never had a conference winner, then they all of a sudden do. That's big news. They're, they're, they're showing out. Um, so I, I think it's big news for Loyola. I think it's good news. And um, hopefully they get some kids on the bus to state as well. Yeah, I think it should be a lot of fun and something to look forward to as we uh, head down to uh, regional postseason starts next week. So um, we'll definitely talk about that in next week's episode of the podcast. But um, congrats to both teams for the way they competed and the champions um, in our area. Always uh, a great competition. And uh, we're heading into the fun stretch of wrestling here as we are heading into regional um, and sectional competitions before the state meet. Hopefully everyone um, can stay healthy. Um, at this point and make sure that they are uh, able to compete. But why don't we jump on over now to the second quarter where we are joined by Nutria Boys basketball head coach, Scott Fricky. Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with him after Nutria's win the weekend. Um, what are the folks at home going to hear? Yeah, we talked about, uh, you know, they face another star. They've done that a few times this year. And, and this time it was Duke recruit um, Jaden Shutt. So we talked about what they did to try to, curtail his performance um we also talked about the, the performance of um carlo kolak who stepped in the starting rotation for uh, um, josh kirkpatrick who was who was out for this one um and we talked about uh they actually had a um a bit of a a sweat one um on friday night they they eked out a win at glenbrook north who's underrated um very good team so um they picked up a win so what uh what they had coming off that and their their matchup coming up, their big matchups still coming up this week. All right, let's take a listen. Uh, so uh, pretty efficient for you guys, especially when you pulled away there in the second quarter, end of the first, end of the, end of the second quarter. Uh, what was working for you guys tonight? So we, we switched our defense and went to one three one and got some deflections and turnovers, and I think that changed the game. Uh, you know, and then we really didn't get back to it the rest of the game. You know, we don't play it much, but it's kind of like a change-up. You know, when you're throwing fastballs yeah. and all of a sudden you change up with a one-for-one. One. Yeah. And I think it, 
you know, I, I don't think they were ready because we don't play it a lot. So if they would have seen a couple films, they wouldn't have seen that we play it. And then in the second half, they made a good adjustment and scored on it, I think, a couple times. But I think that really helped us and turned it around. But I was, I was happy with our defense, and I thought we did a pretty good job on, uh, on two. And, you know, he's a really good player, and he's going to make shots. But I think we limited, you know, as much as, as best as we could. See, he was a size advantage with Jack and yeah. other guys. Yeah. He took well advantage of it, right? We did, but I thought they did a really good job. I think 23 is a really tough yeah. kid, and he shoots it well. And, you know, it, it wasn't easy. Yeah. Jackson worked his tail off for – what did Jackson have tonight? 26. 26. Yeah, he's he had 32 last night. Yeah. I just put yeah. almost 60 in 24 hours. Yeah, Not right. bad. Um, Carlo is obviously a spark today. I know uh, Josh was out. Yeah. So uh, talk about what he brings to the court. Carlo, I mean, you know how he, he come, normally comes off the bench. We, He's a starter, though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, he's a starter that comes off the bench and just gives us unbelievable energy. And, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a high-level player. You know, like, he, he's going to go play basketball in college. But, you know, today, he's a guy that, um, you know, they're guarding us up in our butt. And he's a guy that can go around people and score. Um, you know, he, we just have our guys just play well together. And, you know, he's one piece of the puzzle that gives us a spark. But it just seems like they're, they just play well together and work well together. This is a unique setting, but have you ever played a 1A school before? No. It's a very unique situation. It's a yeah. unique, yeah, I mean, it, it's a 1A school, but it's not really a 1A school. Right, because, I, know, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I, I get it, yeah. No, but yeah, it is a bit, I mean, they're they're talented, and yeah. let me tell you, no one's going to come close to them once the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. And they're doing themselves a favor by playing the toughest schedule in Illinois. Right. I think we play a really good schedule, but they're playing, they play a great schedule, and that's going to help them. Yeah. Jackson and Carlo, can you guys hang out for a sec? Uh, I was going to ask yeah. Carlo, you two, please, for a second. Uh, keeping two, you know, he can score from all over the court, but you kept him out of the paint, it seemed. Was that a goal? Yeah, you know, we did keep him out of the paint. I, I mean, it was. It, we play a different scheme on defense, and, and when he goes into the paint, there's stuff that we do to try to counter that. But I think, uh, you know, we scored a couple times inside, but not much. Okay. Oh, you know, you want to talk about last night real quick? And just a tough game. I mean, you know, how'd you guys pull it? I wasn't there, so. You know, we're going against GBN, who I think is playing their best basketball of the year. They were a hot team. And, th- and that's not an easy situation coming yeah. in and a team that just had a big win. And, you know, I think they're, I think they're a very good team. And uh, they played well, and, you know, we came out and we're a little, uh, you know, to have a, I don't think we were down at halftime this year. Were we down to single half? Uh, no, we were, we were, we're up at, well, we were down to GBS early in the season, but we're, we're not down normally at halftime. Right. And it was just, the, but our guys responded in the second half, and we persevered. And, you know, this kid over here just he had 32 30 pack, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but it, it, I'm telling you, that was a good win for us yeah. against a tough CSL point. You know, when you play against our conference, everyone knows everything that everyone's running. Right. So it's tough. So you got to play basketball. Thanks so much, Scott, for joining us. And thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every single week. Really appreciate your guys' insight. I know we're good to get um, some good stories out of there as well. All right, we're going to move on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of Way or No Way. I throw out five hypotheticals out to Joe, and we argue about whether way they can happen or no way they cannot happen. 
We're going to start off with a girls gymnastics. The CS, uh, CSL South competition takes place this weekend and regional action will be starting next weekend. So way or no way, Joe, the new chair girls gymnastics can win a share of the CSL South after losing to GBS earlier this season. Uh, I think that's a big way. Um, assuming all teams are healthy, uh, specifically Nutria, since we're talking about them, I think they have the talent to uh, win that conference. Um, I think they're, they were trending in the right direction a couple weeks ago. They just had senior night. Um, everybody looks good. And as long as, you know, they were nursing some injuries, but it seemed like they were um, on the upswing with those too. So uh, we get everybody competing. I think Nutria is going to, going to win that one in, in, in short order. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I, I not to agree with you, but I am going to agree with you. <laughs> I, I think uh, that earlier performance that we saw against GBS, um, obviously the the full roster was not there, the full lineup was not there. Um, so I think if uh, Nutrier and both GBS and everyone else is at full strength, um, I think Nutrier still will be able to um, win that conference invite. I think it'll be tough. I think it'll be a tight matchup as it always is between Nutrier and GBS, but I do think Nutria is going to be able to uh, turn things around and uh, kind of get revenge. I'm sure that there's some talk about wanting to get revenge for what happened earlier in this season. Um, seems to be a common theme between GBS and Nutria this year, but um, I think uh, Nutria girls gymnastics will get revenge on, GB on GBS and win um, the CSL South invite and therefore getting a share of the conference title as well. Um, all right, let's move on over now to our second proposition or question, whatever you want to call it. Nutria Boys Swimming dropped a tough matchup against Stevenson um, on the 22nd um, over a week ago. Way or no way, Joe, is that concerning for the boys swimming and diving team and what they want to accomplish this postseason? Yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's a good question. It depends on how you look at it. Uh, I guess if, if you're just, you know, bird's eye view, um, anytime Nutria loses a duel, very rare over the past decade or two. Um, but um, yeah, I guess you're concerned about their state chances. I'm sure they want to win a state title, but it's clear they're probably not the favorites. Um, so um, I guess they're going to go into it. They, they hope to pile up the points and, and maybe come out ahead, but you know, maybe just land on the metal stand. So concerning, I don't know. I think they probably knew they weren't as talented as Stevenson. Um, but I guess for, for the outside, yeah, sure. I'll say, yes, it's concerning for their state chances. Yeah, I, I think, I think I'm going to go no way here. I think, I think uh, Stevenson always has a very good swimming and diving program. And I think um, Nutria probably saw um, what, I mean, what they're going to need to compete against if they went and want to win a state title or these individual swimmers want to win state titles. So um, I do think that, um, this is a good learning lesson for that team, especially as they'll probably see Stevenson um, in a few weeks, whether that's at a section or at the state meet. So I think uh, um, it's good that they uh, were able to face off against a tough Stevenson team, um, especially at this time of the year. Um, but no way, I don't think uh, that this loss is uh, time to be concerned about Nutria boys swimming and diving. All right, Loyola Gold uh, is taking on Nutria Green. The last time these two met, Nutria Green pulled off an overtime winner against their heated rivals. Way or no way, Joe, that Loyola Gold gets revenge over Nutria Green this time around? Good question. And um, Gold won the first one. So this is the, re the rubber match, if you will, uh, for the season series. Of course, both teams have uh, aspirations of a state title. Um, but 
man, these games are crazy. Um, if you've ever been to a Loyola Golden Tree Green game, man, it's wild um, in, in terms of fan participation and uh, energy. Um, I think no way. I think Nutrier is going to is going to bring it. Um, you know, they're on the upswing here uh, after a three one loss early in the season. They bounce back with an overtime win. Uh, I think they take this one, um, but I, I I can't say that with too much confidence. I think it's going to be a battle, but I will say no way Loyola does not get revenge. I think I'm going to go away. I think I think uh, it's like you mentioned these these matches. Any Loyola Nutrier matchup gets heated, but these hockey matchups it just goes to another level. Like the students really get into it, the players really get into it. Um, it means a lot to them, and um, I think the way that the last game ended for Loyola. Uh, left a very bitter taste in their mouth. And I know that they're more worried about winning um, the SHL and winning a state championship and all that sort of stuff. But um, just losing to Nutria the way they did last time, I don't see um, that really leaving a good taste in Loyola's mouth. So I think way Loyola will get revenge over Nutria Green. I think it'll be another tight game. I'm not saying it's going to be 5 nothing or anything like that. But um, I do think that will be a tough battle that Loyola um, will be able to uh, um, get um, – and the last uh, few minutes of that game. All right, let's move on over now to our fourth question. Where no way show that Nutria wrestling is heading in the right direction at the right time. Definitely more of a way. Um, so you're right. Um, they're looking good. It looks like their lineup is set. Looks like they're fully healthy. They found the, you know, the key pieces, um, a couple second place finishes by or, or top. I should say top three finishes by freshmen were very impressive to me. Ty Stringer looked the top of his game. Um, he's just uh, a beast. And of course, Jack Cummins has been there all year long. So let's not forget about him at 190. Um, who's who's hope, hoping to bring home a medal from state. So I, I agree with you. I think they're definitely on the right track to do some damage. All right. And let's finish things off. We're going to finish off the podcast in the fourth quarter by talking a lot of basketball. So why don't I get us started with our last question in way or no way, way or no way, Joe, that the new Cheer boys basketball team is a top five team in the state of Illinois. <laughs> I've seen a lot of the teams that because thank you to Nutria for, for having a very uh, impressive schedule. So I've run into a lot of these top teams, um, you know, Simeon, GBS, uh, Glenbard West, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I've seen them. Um, Nutria is the top five team. Um, they just are. Um, you even go against, you know, like opponents, things like that. Um, they are. They, their losses were to Simeon in overtime, um, who's ranked number two or three, depending on where you look. Um, and to uh, GBS without a couple guys who's ranked number two or three, wherever you look. So um, they won every other game they've, they've had to, which they've been favored. Um, and I, so I think um, they're absolutely a top five team. And I could, you could make an argument they're three, uh, but I would put them right around four or five and uh, pretty comfortable with that. Yeah, I think, I think I'll agree with you, Way. I think they're five, six for me and I think I could see a top five team um there um I think had they won that Simeon game they would definitely be a top five team for me um just losing that 15 point lead um against Simeon with a few with four minutes left in the game that was I mean that that just kind of that's hard to kind of forget for me um and that isn't anything to look down upon or anything like that but um I do think that that kind of stops them from being like a top three or top four team for me so definitely a top five team I think probably number five if I had to do a power ranking um out there um a very talented team um but I do think that um 
they show that they're able to compete. They have shown that they've been able to win a lot of games, as we'll talk about in the fourth quarter. Um, and I think that this next stretch over here might change my mind about them being a top three or top four team um, moving forward. So um, that's way or no way. And we're going to jump on over now to the fourth quarter where we've got a lot of uh, basketball conversation taking place. We've got a lot of great games coming up here. Uh, Joe, I know uh, we can talk about it a little bit quickly before we preview some games, but um, you're out there to watch Nutria take on Yorkville Christian where Nutria got a win there. Um, you watched GBS take down Simeon and you watched a little bit of Glenbard West as well. Um, just what are your takeaways from those games? And um, just how, I mean, we were talking about it a little bit earlier before uh, the podcast, before we started recording, but um, it seems like you're all in on Glenbard West, like a lot of people are, um, and you're impressed with what Nutria and GBS were able to do as well. Yeah, I want to quickly touch on, on Glenbard West. It's the second time I've seen them, actually third time, but um, you know, one of the times I didn't get to see a lot of them, just kind of the tail end and most of the game they had there. Most of the time I saw it, they had the reserves in, but the, the other two times, dude, I'm telling you, I, I'd, I was struggling to find a, a suburban team that's been better that I can remember that I've seen, period. And I, I mean, I've been covering high school sports for, for uh, since, since college. So, you know, about 20 years um, or close to. Um, and I can't, I can't think of a suburban team that I've seen that's been this good. Um, uh, Stevenson with Jalen Brussels comes to mind, but this team's better than that. Uh, the team that comes to mind, honestly, is the Simeon team with uh, Jabari Parker, Jalen Tate, and Kendrick Nunn. Um, that team was absurd. Uh, and so is this Glenbard West team. I'm telling you, what they did to Whitney Young for the first, you know, uh, first quarter and then first part of the second quarter in that game was absurd. Um, like, it didn't look like Whitney Young belonged on the court. Now, when Young picked it up and, and figured some things out, GB, you know, Glenbar West is a tough team to play because obviously the talent that, you know, Brendan Huff's going to, going to um, um, Gonzaga and Pierce is going to Princeton. And uh, they got a guy who's walking on to Illinois in their starting lineup and everybody, the whole court's six, 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 eight with long arms, the whole court. It's unbelievable. And they play a very active and athletics uh uh, zone defense so uh it's very tough to figure out when young made it a game for a little bit but gbw is very good um I, I don't see another team stopping them um but uh crazy things happen in the playoffs and other teams can get better uh it's scary if glenbar west does anyway okay so that there's my there's my uh beautiful poetry to glenbar west basketball right now um gbs was impressive beating simeon it wasn't surprising, and I don't think it should be anybody's following basketball. Glenbar Glenbrook South has been a top five, top ten team all season, and Simeon's been right there too. Uh, but uh, they've they've shown some spots where they could be weak, um, and uh, especially when they're facing a really tough, uh, lengthy defense, and that's Glenbrook South. That's also Nutria, um, and Nick Martinelli was special for the first half. He's a player of the year candidate. Cooper, they did a lot of that without Cooper Norad, their, their four-year starting point guard, because he was out with a uh, with fouls, foul trouble early. Um, so when he came back, they smoothed things out. R.J. Davis, their, their third scoring option, if you will, um, also a sharpshooter, uh, also got injured and didn't play most of the game. I think uh, he dove into the crowd to save the ball, which he did successfully and uh, hurt something. I'm not sure what, don't want to speculate, but uh, hopefully he's okay and back soon. Um, he did walk off and everything, but um, very good team. 
um, them beating wasn't wasn't surprising. Came down to the wire, just a great, definitely a top five basketball game. Um, New Trier um, really just took care of business. Yorkville Christian, Yorkville Christian's a one A school. Okay, uh, now they're not really because they're a private school and they've, they've got some talent. They got Jaden Shutt, a Duke crew. So once they get in the one A playoffs, they're just going to kind of take care of business. But uh, they play a tough schedule, and they play New Trier. They play all those tough guys, and New Trier is just a a bigger, deeper, uh, more talented overall team um, and showed that um, with their depth of scoring. Carlo Kolak looks so good. Jackson Monroe, huge height advantage, took advantage, very efficient from the floor. Um, I want to say he was something like, you know, 9 to 12 maybe um, from the floor um, around there. Nutria for the game shot like 65%. <laughs> absurd. I think they were over 75% on twos. Um, so, just a really nice performance by them. Um, you know, uh, Noah Shannon had a nice game defensively. Jake Fegan had a nice overall game like he usually does. That's just a, it's just a very well-rounded team um, Nutrier has. And I'm just really looking forward to tomorrow night, which is Thursday night, uh, matchup rematch with uh, Glenbrook South. All right, let's jump into that. Let's jump into that matchup where GBS and Nutrier, that game got moved up a day, um, are going to take on each other. Um, playing at the Titan Dome at GBS. Um, just, a, just a big game between these two. Um, it's become a fun – GBS, Nutria, and Evanston have become fun rivalries in the last few years, um, probably the last four years. Ever, ever, honestly, ever since Bill Ralston came to GBS um, and has had that program kind of on the ups, um, his transformation there has been great. But, I mean, those three teams, the rivalries between them are great. And anytime they play, it means something. And GBS and Nutria playing against each other. I'm, I mean, I'm sure Nutria is all over this game um, after what happened earlier this year without their coach, without their um, some of their great players. Um, definitely want to go over to Glenview and get a big revenge win against the Heater rival. But I also think that this is probably a prove-it game for Nutria where, where – Yes, they've been some good teams. They've been in town, like we talked about a little bit earlier here, but um, they lost to GBS earlier. They lost to uh, Simeon. They had a big lead. So I think this, and we'll talk a little bit about the games that they had coming forward, but this feels like a big prove-it game for Nutria, where if Nutria is able to win this game, I think you have everyone around the state talking about Nutria being a top five team guaranteed and maybe even a top three team. Um, but I think there are a lot of implications um, with what this game could mean not only for how Nutria is viewed, but also just for seedings and that kind of stuff when it comes to the sectionals too. You're absolutely right, Michael. That's, it's a great way to put it. I think it's a proven game. I think they know it's a proven game. Listen, like uh, four or five weeks ago, I can't remember how long ago it was, something like that. GBS worked them at home. One of the last game, it's at Gates Gym. They worked them. And I know they were missing their point guard. Um, their starting center only had like one day of practice that week. Uh, their coach was gone. Their backup point guard was gone. So Nutria was shorthanded. But I don't know if it would have mattered. Their defense just got overpowered um, by GBS's ball movement, um, uh, by Norad and Martinelli, as well as their supporting cast. Uh, Davis had a great game. They Not only did they hit their shots, those shots were wide open. Um, they had just open looks all day. And that, that has to do with the holes in your defense. So Nutria... Absolutely has this game circled. I'm sure GBS does too, but you're right in that. Uh, is it, is it Glenbard West, Glenbrook South, you know, um, Simeon and Kenwood, and then a gap um, or is Nutria part of that tier? It, you know, which tier are they a part of? Cause I think, a lot, I think a lot of people in the state are, are 
who are interested in this stuff like we are, uh, are looking at that score and, and they, they got blown out by 20 at home. I mean, that, that right there, you look at that, okay, GB, you know, Glenbrook South's better. Uh, I don't think they are that much better, but I'm interested to see if they are at all better. Uh, I think they're really well matched up. Um, I think there's some things Nutria has to do um, to just lock down. It's going to be a defensive battle. Or I think defense is the key for both teams um, in shutting and getting the victory in Glenview. So um, it's, it's, it's going to be one. It's going to be one. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be quite the matchup we've got over here. So looking at this matchup, we, we, we talked about this matchup. Hopefully everyone is able to compete tomorrow. Um, you got Jackson Monroe probably taking on Nick Martinelli down. Um, in the post, uh, if I was to guess correctly, um, you got probably Fegan on uh, no art, if that's the way you would do it. Um, what do you just feel about those two matchups there? And then who are the depth players that can really play a factor in this game if those two matchups cancel each other out? Yeah, I think that is going to be at least the starting matchups. Uh, you have to have Monroe on Martinelli because of what Martinelli can do around the basket. Um, he's so crafty. He's an inside outside player. He can do it from all over the court, but you put somebody smaller on him and he's just going to work him in the post. And he's so crafty with both hands around the basket. Um, and you, he uses his length better than anybody I've seen in a long time, um, to, to score the basketball. So, uh, you're going to need Monroe, but Nutrier switches everything, which I think everyone has to understand. So there's a, there's a pick set by GBS. Uh, it's going to be switched. So there's going to be times where, you know, five foot 10 Peter Canellis is on Martinelli. And they're going to have to work around that. that. That's a whole team attitude and behavior that Nutriers, uh, they're, they're very good at. So um, they have to work that out. Um, I think, you know, keep your NORADs, you can't give them open looks. And I don't think, you know, Fegan and company will give them open looks. But will that lead to open looks for RJ Davis, uh, their other wings? And, um, if that does, they're in trouble because those guys can hit shots. They're, they're not the names that Cooper Norad and Martinelli are, but they, they can score the basketball, especially from the perimeter. So um, they got to watch that on the, on the defensive end of the floor. Um, and I think you mentioned the depth plays. I think there's two players who, who we can see some action from. Um, and that's the third option, guys. I mentioned Davis, but also for GBS, Spencer Brown, who's a big guy. Um, I want to say he's an underclassman. He might be a junior, but uh, he's six, 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 seven, maybe taller and, and bulky. And he can, uh, he plays good defense. He's physical and he can score it if, if left open. Um, so <clears throat> that's somebody who can make a difference. I'm looking at Carlo Kolak as well. Um, Nutrier's sixth man. If Josh Kirkpatrick's back in the starting lineup, they're a shooting guard. Um, Carlo Kolak to do a lot of things. Um, he does it all very well. He leads that second unit. And, uh, and yeah, you can look to him to, to get you points when maybe other guys aren't scoring, but I think it's going to come down to the stars, you know, um, are Fegan and Mark and, uh, Monroe going to score because Monroe didn't have a great game against them last time. Martinelli's better at defense than people think, but he does have some problem with size. So can Monroe body him up and get him in the post and the block and, and put on some moves? Um, I think he's going to have to. And I also think you're going to need to get contributions all over the floor if you want to win for Nutrier, which they can. They've done it before. Um, but can Josh Kirkpatrick hold up him and Kolak? Can they put together a, a full, um, you know, I'm trying to add up the games and the minutes in a basketball game, 32-minute uh, performance for um, the, the shooting guard. And Noah Shannon is always a key performer. He does it on both ends of the floor. If he hits a few shots, 
GBS could be in trouble. So, um, yeah, I see, I see a lot of avenues, but I really do think it comes down to the defensive end of the floor for the interior and not allowing open looks. Get a prediction from you uh, as we end the podcast, but um, that's not the only great basketball that's happening this weekend that will also involve Nutrier. But um, the 12th annual War on the Shore is taking place at Loyola this upcoming Saturday. Um, a great, uh, ca- a great uh, turnt little shootout um, that benefits the Danny Did organization. So um, a really great cause, and a lot of great teams are playing in it. So um, you got Nutri, and it's taking place at Loyola this upcoming Saturday. Nutrier plays Rolling Meadows at one o'clock. Evanston plays Lake Forest at two thirty, and the Loyola takes on GBS at four fifteen. Um, all of those teams are great, Joe. I mean, all of those teams are. Um, top 25, top 30 teams in the state of Illinois um, who are, are just really good teams. And um, for Nutria against Rolling Meadows, that's a, that'll be a really good game for um, Nutria just to see either they win against GBS and they're riding that high and they want to keep going or whether they lose against GBS and they want to show themselves against a very formidable and good team against Rolling Meadows. I feel like that Nutria-Rolling Meadows matchup is great for Nutria regardless of what happens on Thursday night. I think it is too. This is such a tough stretch. Rolling Meadows is a very good basketball team. I'm, I think they're around 20 and two as well. And uh, they've obviously got uh, Max Christie's little brother, Cameron. So uh, it's a very good team. Um, it's going to be a matchup. I think they're ranked in the top 10, if not right outside of it. Um, so well, we're going to see good basketball again, two days after GBS, a few days after Yorkville Christian and, G- and, a, and a squeaker against Glenbrook North. Uh, this is such a tough stretch for Nutrier. Can they push through? Like you said, you, you, you hit it on the head um, after a win or a loss. Can they avoid a letdown if it's after a win or can they avoid the, I guess the swoon after a loss. So um, it's going to be great basketball. Uh, Loyal does such a good job with this shootout and, a lot of talent once again. Got a lot of studs that are going to be playing on that court that day. So check it out if you can and support a great cause. Yeah, Loyola GBS. What do you think in that matchup? I think I, Loyola lost to Leo on Tuesday night. I think, um, and like we we've been talking about this last few episodes of the podcast. This is just a brutal stretch for Loyola right now, and you're going to take a lot of learning lessons. Um, so what do you think in this matchup? And um, do you think GBS is just too much for Loyola at this point? Yeah, and you know I don't know if there's any mincing words about that one um glenbrook south is a top five team oil is not at least not this year so um there's a drop down but can loyola uh do something special i think that's maybe the message coach wants to give and um you know ride that defense um you know for once um you know obviously you're going to be loyal is not big so martinelli's you know got four inches on their starting lineup but GBS isn't the biggest team. They've, they've played bigger teams. So what, what can Loyola do? Can they hit big shots? Um, can they just shoot lights out um, in front of their home crowd? Maybe. Maybe they pull something special. That, that's what you're going to have to do because you are going to be overpowered in this one. So what can you do to make up for that? All right. I promised the folks at home a prediction out of you. So what do you think happens against Nutria and GBS on Thursday night in Glenview? Man, I don't know. I've been thinking about it because I knew we were going to go there. Um, uh, just because I'd love to see it because it's going to make the, well, the sectional matchup because the, they'll be the top two seeds in the sectional, which means they'll, um, if they, if, if it goes chalk, they'll play each other again. But, um, you know, you want to win this one um, and give yourself a, a chance to share the conference title. 
uh, I think let's let's make it. Let's say Nutria squeaks it out. I think uh, a late bucket. Um, I think it's going to come down to the wire. I do, and let's say they keep it under right around the sixty mark. I'll say uh, sixty-two to fifty-nine. I think it's probably going to be a tighter matchup. Obviously, it will be a tighter matchup than the first time these two teams played. Um, playing in the Titan Dome is tough. I know a lot of Nutria people will travel over to Glenview. It's not that long of a commute and um, obviously support their Trevians. But playing in the Titan Dome, just back in my days when I was covering GBS, that place is electric when that team is good and the crowd is really into it. So um, I think uh, I think that might play a factor in it as well. Oh, yeah. Nutria hasn't played in tough environments up to this point. But um, I think it'll be a much closer game. I do think that GBS pulls it off. I think it might be a 65-63 kind of game where Martinelli or Cooper uh, Nord make a game-winning shot. Um, I think just the way that they've competed against Simeon and how close they came to winning against Glenbard West um, shows me that GBS is just a, a, a touch better than Nutria is. Um, and I think that that um, will ultimately decide. They, I just think that they will have the play um, that will help them win the game. So I think it'll be a tough game. I think it'll be a fantastic game between two rivals, but I do think that GBS is going to pull that game off um, on Thursday night. But I do think that it's going to be a great game to watch. I know, Joe, um, I know you'll have probably someone there watching it and sh sharing the live update. So um, make sure you're following Joe at the record Shore.org and on Twitter for all the latest results from that game and from everything else that's happening here in the winter sports season. That's everything we've got for this week's episode of the podcast. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Apple, iTunes, Android, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, whatever you do, make sure you are listening to the Varsity Podcast. Listen to older episodes as well. All of it is great stuff. And we appreciate everyone's listening and kind words and spreading the word as well. Make sure you check in with me at the Friday Night Drive for all the latest Football stuff going on in Illinois. Got some good uh, recruiting profiles going on as uh, coaches continue to go around uh, Illinois and offer uh, scholarship offers to a lot of players. So make sure you're checking us up there. And then make sure you're checking on the recordnorthshore.org for all your latest North Shore sports news and everything else needs as well. So for Joy and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. And we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity, a uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.